0: It shows how little skill is involved in a competition like that Like that's different to betting yeah, skip, every week yeah. But like those competitions It's just like I don't even know what the form is I just go on the majority opinion And all these sharps and other bullshit conspiracies It's like come on for fuck's sake people It's not that hard It's not rocket science The majority is right Almost all the time So That's the way it goes Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine Podcast with Griff and Tony.
1: Hey everyone, how we doing? It's Griff. It's another episode of the Beer Engine Podcast. Uh, Joined on this uh, special... uh, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, Thursday morning for most of our listeners um, where the writer's strike has just ended and Tony, we can finally, we finally get our writers back. Uh, it's been, you know, three long months of having to wing this shit on our own, scabbing without the writers. Uh, we've just been going out there and writing our own shitty games and uh, planning our own podcast. May, I mean, I know to our listeners, we probably sounded pretty unrehearsed. You know, maybe a little messy, but it's going to be nice to have the gang back, eh?
0: It is. Look, that unrehearsedness I think, only gets even more perfected when we've actually got a script to go off and can actually sort of push ourselves into that material to really look like we're going off script. It really is a tremendous skill, skill that both you and I have been able to develop in using a script, yet to be able to sound so natural. Uh it's essentially like we are Spinal Tap the podcast. Oh no, they didn't have a script did they? We are I David <laughs> Mammoth the Yeah, we are David Mammoth the podcast. But with a yeah, spinal sort tap of a David, sensibility.
1: David Mammoth, uh David Lynch, <laughs> uh you know, all those guys mixed together. We're we're doing that. Um so, but the best news, Tony, is that all of our favorite late night hosts get to come back. We get uh, Bill Maher. We get oh, uh, J- Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. And um, uh, uh. Now I don't mind the others. You, oh, Seth
0: Meyers. You,
1: I Cordes, don't mind Seth Meyers and Kimmel and all of us. Whatever. All of us good. But fuck them. Who cares? I just want Fallon and Bill Maher. That's all. I, that's
0: all I <laughs> well, need. Was was Maher off anyway? I thought. I thought, thought Maher was one of those guys that was scabbing because he he's like gone he was full gonna, right
1: wing. He was. He was going to scab, and then he wrote one. He tried to write a joke, and he couldn't do it. So ah, he that's quit right. Pretty much. I think that's essentially what happened. Yep, is he, he was just like sounded like Fox
0: him. News? But Didn't look. he?
1: Wasn't he a stand-up? <laughs> yeah. Like
0: thirty years ago. Yep. But what's that got to do with anything? Fucking Roseanne was a stand-up. Jim Brewer was a Um, stand-up. Owen Benjamin was a stand-up.
1: Yeah, it's true. Um, Drew Barrymore is coming back, Tony. Yep, she was going to
0: scab it too.
1: Yeah. Then she got blowback. I didn't even know she had a TV show. I I was baffled by the idea of her having a a daytime talk show.
0: That's pretty wild. Really? I think anybody can get one. Because the Golden Age is gone. That's a
1: thing, but Why? You know why? Uh, why do we need Drew Barry? Why do we have Drew Barrymore?
0: Because why do we have the days Jennifer
1: of, Hudson and Kelly Clarkson and all these.
0: Because the days of a great interview have gone, and like Oprah was the tail end of that. But like Phil Donahue was really the king of like, before everything became a shouting match. And I'm not talking the Jerry Springer aspect to his show because yes, there was were those aspects. But you 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 Parkinsons. Um, even in Britain you still get it with Graham Norton, stuff like that, where you actually have hosts that have great interviews. In America it's all about a six-minute segment rather than an actual conversation. (laughs) And so that's why you need these people. You just need somebody to be able to ask the questions that have been written for them by their writers. Six minutes, in and out, they're probably doing two minutes of work.
1: Yes, yes. You just need somebody who's good at TV, right? You just need yeah. somebody who, who is good at being on screen, Ryan Seacrest style. Yep. You, they'll give you what you need, and the writers will fill in the gaps. They'll, like, write a goofy game or some shitty bit or, or whatever and, and fill the time. Yeah, no, I get you. I mean, then thank God they're back. And, you know, it is convenient that the writers' uh, strike ends, and wouldn't you know it, the NBA – uh, the writers of the nba were able to craft their narrative yet again just just one barely, hardly a day after the strike ended feels like it was almost planned this way like we got to get the writers got to get to work because we need a we need a bit with the big uh damian lillard trade tony i know yeah, this was uh, exciting stuff it, um i know we is only sure have it's a real
0: cuz i'm i'm just looking on ASPN trade transactions wednesday september 22nd RJ Hampton signed on a two-way contract. Uh, wave, oh, yeah. um, Jerry Boyer, Caleb Daniel, mm, and John yeah. Elmore. Um, that's Miami. Um, the Hawks have wave Chris Silva. Seventy-six is huge signings. Uh, yesterday on <laughs> on Tuesday, they uh, signed Ford Kelly, Ubre Jr., and Wave Marcus Bagley. Um, and the Timberwolves, of course, they signed the goat Matt Ryan on a two-way contract.
1: Well, fuck yeah, that's awesome too. But now it hasn't been sealed yet okay. by the NBA. But Dame did tweet, and he does appear to be headed to yes Milwaukee.
0: Um, he does in a three-team trade involving three-team Phoenix.
1: trade. And I like Phoenix. Uh, I actually think Phoenix got a little better in this, uh, uh, which helps them. Because um, they're getting uh, Nerkic, Grayson Allen, which will be an interesting yeah. add for that team. Uh, Nas- Nasir Little, who's the good player. Yeah. Keon Johnson. And then um, Portland, who I think is still going to be weirdly frisky. Uh, with Drew Drew, and DeAndre Ayton coming over. Plus a bunch of first-round players picks. Uh, they are get Milwaukee's first round pick and then swap rights uh, in 28 and 30. That is a long way away, but um, that will be by the time Milwaukee does probably suck ass uh, again, yeah. so you will be able to get something useful out of that.
0: I think it's a good move um, from Portland long-term, but I don't think they're going to be yeah. frisky. You talk about those two players that they brought across as sort of the marquee signings. i they're going to make the playoffs,
1: but you know they could win it. They're they're gonna. They could be. U, they could be Utah. Could
0: you know, they with, with the... those two? I don't think they can. DeAndre Ayton has never really proven himself to be a, a strong enough NBA presence to really worry teams. Um, and Drew Holiday is like a nice piece to an A grade star, which I don't think Ayton is. I think. I, I think they're really going to struggle this year, but I think it's a great position to be in for a rebuild. That's that's my opinion on the Portland side of things. Sure. I think I think, yeah, for Phoenix I, I think they've got better and I I think even though I don't like the deal long term, you were going to lose Dame anyway. Um,
1: it looks like it looks like Portland's gonna trade holiday anyways already. So Yeah.
0: That that makes sense. Um, yeah. I, I long term for the Bucks I'm not sure what it does. I think in the next 12 months the it's either going to like any relationship. This is not going to be one of these middling relationships where they they sort of go top 3 or 4 and and get to the um to the conference finals. It's either going to be they go all the way and win it or they're a, they're a play-in seed and they they bow out. Um, that's the way I see that relationship going um, with with getting Dame, but Milwaukee—it's a short-term move. But I suppose that's what they've got to do with Giannis on the books going forward. It's always going to be these short-term fixes of getting these superstars at the end of their prime. This is not pri- pri- prime Dame. Let's be honest. This is—it's not Dame out of his prime, but he is on the downslope of his bell curve for his career. He's not at the Probably. tippy top. Yeah. He's not. He's not at the arse end of it where he's going to be averaging 10 points, but he's he's not going to carry you in as many games as what you would have hoped when you, you're paying no, that he's, price.
1: He's 33. Uh, I'm thinking his expectations will hopefully be a little different being on a team like this. I think he's still probably um, – I, I think he's still going to be plenty dangerous and – Like we were talking about before the show, Tony, uh, this gives Milwaukee, just an extra little, like last five minutes scoring, right? They have another guy who can pretty reliably make for, he's like 90 something percent free throw shooter. He's a 50, 40, 90 shooter. Uh, he's a much worse defensive player than holiday, but he's like 10 times the offensive player. So I think that probably balances out fine. Um, they'll find, they can piece together some perimeter defense. They always do a good job with that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I so I think they're still going to be. Um, I think Milwaukee is going to be at least fun. I am glad that the Bulls, the Bulls, have held serve um, by what have they? Uh, resigning Vooch. Uh, <laughs> so thank God for the the Bulls, who are this like hopelessly normal now. They're like, stuck in the worst possible way that you can be in the NBA. Yeah. Um So th- that's going to be your central division. Is going to be Milwaukee and Cleveland, and then and the Bulls, who will be whatever they're doing. Um,
0: Do you still break it down that way? Like, I understand that's how the games go, but I always look at it just east versus west when it comes down to the playoff picture. I don't break it down into divisions and shit like that.
1: I mean, you, just, you just play those teams a lot. You just play those yeah. teams more, right? So you're you're going to have to play Cleveland six times. You're going to have to play Milwaukee six times. Um, uh, I don't really care if the Bulls win the division. That, who gives a shit? I mean, it'd be yeah. fine. I mean, listen, that means they're good. Right, but um it doesn't really matter, it's just you're you're playing Indiana, Cleveland, Milwaukee and the other
0: team. Thank God for lot. Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> Bet you you've never said it's that true. in your
1: life. It's true. And they they were always the most annoying team, generally, when I was growing up. Yep, but, Reggie. Um, yep, Reggie and, and Rick Smith and Rick all those Smits, guys. Yeah. It's fun to have some some activity in the NBA like that. I'm excited to to be whatever Milwaukee's going to be. I'm glad to. I can't wait to watch it. And honestly, Phoenix too a little bit. I think the Phoenix uh, Phoenix throwing some of these guys in the mix, going for some depth. I think is uh, is an interesting move for them. So they should be better too. Um, not bad, Uh, Tony. It's um, speaking of maybe going to see some basketball. Uh, it's six weeks till I go to Australia. Um, I haven't looked at any tickets yet, but there are the Mel- Melbourne United, Melbourne, yeah, Melbourne United. Is that the basketball team? Yep. Um, uh, is playing at home while while I'm in town, so I'm, Exc- I may be tempted to get involved. Yeah, we can, actually we can get the, per- to the Perth team was here in Henderson, the Wildcats, um, just recently playing the G League, uh, G uh, the Uni- uh, Ignite, G yep. League Ignite year, which was kind of cool. I was thinking about that recently. But yeah, six weeks till this all goes down. I, I know you've been acquiring snacks
0: I sure lately
1: have. Uh, for me. W- what do we have so far? We've got... Um,
0: the twisties. W- w- the cinnamon the twisties. All right, good. Cinnamon twisties. We've got the shapes, so everybody can allay their fears. I know PMAC was a bit worried, but we got the palmy shapes. Have taste tested them myself. Um, have to. I think the Vegemite shapes are permanent, so we might not have to Um, Acquire those before your trip. They should just be on supermarket shelves. But we've got, um, from Kettle, we've got a native honey and orange chip. And Kettle do good flavoured chips. And then we've got, out of the Smiths brands, we've got both the Red Rooster. um, That's a chicken burger, I think, flavour. Or it's a burger flavour. And the Subway meatball flavour. I think Um, that's everything. So, Tony, uh,
1: I might regret this, but I am going to share the map I've made of various locations that um, we'll be checking out in these places. So, um, uh, actually, I might put a little, you know what, I will do that, but I'm going to put a little better protection on it so that uh, (laughs) not anyone on earth can know what hotel I'm sleeping at uh when i'm there oh, although man, there are no wanna, dates in here so you would want to stalk you, you, to,
0: you and oh.
1: so you would have to you would ha- actually have to guess when it is i'm actually going to be there but um uh i i will share a uh, we have a map of various locations that we've put onto our so if you guys want to take a look at that or suggest anything in particular yep that would be quite cool and uh, I think we're. I think it's all coming together. I'm. I'm very excited to get this thing on the road, and I'm sick of uh, being here and working and all that shit.
0: Now, there's been a push with the um, companies of late. I was just wondering if it affected you, where they're pushing people back into the office. Are you still able to work remotely? Are you headed back to Chicago anytime soon to <laughs> to live? I knew that'd get a laugh out of you. Do? I,
1: <laughs> I will. then um, my current employer. You know, no offense specifically meant to them. Uh, they, I, I will accept just a, a a letting go before I move back to Chicago. So we'll just, uh, we'll just have to get get onto the job hunt because uh, yep, we won't be doing that. Uh, not not for this job. We'll say, how about that? Uh, this is not going to be the one. Uh, that forces me back into the office, <laughs> and I don't think they have any plans on doing that. Everybody, everybody is
0: on board uh, with working remotely.
1: I mean, they listen. It much like many other companies, they fucked up. Uh, not on purpose. They um, they rent. They put signed a lease for some office space in 2019, and they redesigned their whole office, and it's beautiful. <laughs> And there's nobody fucking there and nobody's ever going to go back. Um, (laughs) They pretty much – people go in for big meetings and that's it. Um, They use it for that. So it's whatever. (laughs) Sorry, guys, but they won't be be hauling us in now. Now,
0: of course, knowing my employment history, as you do, you would be well aware of my expertise in this area. But I do have a theory about this return to work um, idea. And I think it's about justifying the positions of a lot of middle managers rather than actual genuine efficiency. That's oh, yeah. I mean, this is, this,
1: is a, this is a problem in any... And I'm sure Nick Tork and many... I mean, we have many listeners who are um, working in corporate um, sort of middle to upper management roles, including myself. And the fact is that, yeah, I mean, a lot of this stuff... And I know we, we have um, listeners and friends here who work for companies that do... Um, they make a real thing, right? They make yep, a
0: tangible product,
1: group. right? They make some tangible good. Um, uh, my, my company sort of does that, but not really. Um, so I, I think it's, I think you're exactly right, right? That there's this, these, these there's these layers of management where it, it, it does make me feel like sometimes I'm playing work. Like I'm not really doing anything of any particular purpose. And I think a lot of people who work in, kind of these middle management or traditional corporate white collar jobs feel like this is just all, we're doing a bit together to like pretend like we have to do something. But it's really in the purpose of serving another thing that probably doesn't really have to get done. Um it's, it's like, it's like playing house when you're a kid. It's just very, it's very bizarre shit, but you know, you just sort of do it because then they give you money and then you're like, all right, whatever.
0: And then you can travel this to Australia. Late.
1: Right, and then I can travel to Australia, even though it's like wastes every one of my days off um, because this place kind of blows with that. So, Um, (laughs) whatever. That's why I am doing it over Thanksgiving, Tony. We get to spend Thanksgiving together. It's gonna be amazing. Excellent.
0: We can watch the uh, Vegas race on the Sunday in Australia because the Vegas race is the first scheduled Grand Prix to take place on a Saturday. That's gonna be wonderful. All right, you are gonna be out
1: of town for that chaos.
0: It's gonna be.
1: It's. Uh, lucky me! I'll be I will be there. Um, I don't have to deal with it now. If there is stuff already going on though. They've um, they started turning stuff off. So like the fountains outside of Caesar's Palace, they took the trees out of the Bellagio um, in front of the Bellagio, yep. like um, the palm trees that are right there. They
0: took two construction um, workers off this earth.
1: Yeah, they've been doing that too. They have been removing people from the earth, which is um, I'm sure I'm <laughs> sure they'll be. There's some going to be some <clears throat> cleansing of the unhoused that will be um, going think. on. I I, I don't. <laughs> I wouldn't put Vegas, Austin, or Miami above that. Um, I'm sure they're uh, the the tunnels are going to get a lot more full. Yes. Uh, yep. Hey, mes, mes, Mesquite's about to be highly populous. <laughs> yeah. So anyone you know up in Mesquite might want to might want to look out.
0: It's right near uh, the Arizona might, uh, Arizona border, isn't it?
1: It's right near the Arizona and you actually not even far from the Utah border either. So it's right there. Um, so yeah, I'm sure they're going to be doing some of that, some of that shit. Um, I I think people who come and visit here will probably, will will probably see a a slightly under construction city at this point.
0: But isn't that Um, Vegas always
1: in general, but I think it's, it's really, they're really chewing up that central part of the strip that usually is pretty intact. Um, Honestly, if I were going to come here, I would show up right around November twentieth, twenty seventh. When you're going to have two new casinos opening up at once, not very, not very much, uh, not very frequently. You get to see that. Um, they're opening the Durango is opening pretty much right when we get back from Australia, Tony. And I'm going to go yeah. check that out. And then, my God, the Fontainebleau is opening on December third after fifteen some odd years of construction. A building that you saw getting built. Yes, I, I mean, did. I uh, actually saw it. When you were last year, so.
0: No, I think it was being built second to last time I was here.
1: Before? Probably, probably both. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it started in 2008.
0: Yeah. No, that would have been one of my amazing. middle trips. Yeah. That's crazy that that Incredible. has taken, that it actually survived. Because I actually thought last time I was there and they had, it was a facade at that point, I think. Um, I thought they would have torn it down. I didn't think anyone nope, anything was ever going to come uh, of it. But, nope,
1: they um, uh, they brought they they and it changed hands like eight times to the and ended up in the same guy, the same yep. guy. In the beginning, it's amazing. Um, pretty amazing shit. Uh, so yeah, if you're coming to Vegas, I recommend right around um, after Thanksgiving. Uh, the weather will be a little cool. I get it. It'll be in the fifties and sixties. But you'll get two new casinos. You get that big food hall at Durango. There's a bunch of new restaurants coming to Fontainebleau, Blue, including two steakhouses. You gotta be the only one with only casino with two steakhouses. I don't know why you would need that. I don't think there's any shortage of steakhouses in Vegas, but they're gonna have two steakhouses. The Fontainebleau. Blue, very bizarre shit, and um, uh, whatever, fine.
0: I find Sorry. it's a real <laughs> throwback. It's the only mm. throwback that you actually see in Vegas is this love of steakhouses. I don't understand why every casino has a steakhouse. Even Circus Circus, for fuck's sake, has a steakhouse. (coughs)
1: Circus Circus has a legendary steakhouse, supposedly, yeah. Um, Very popular in the 70s uh, and 80s. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Hey, and and they're going to have two at this one, so I I don't know why we need that many steakhouses. We also have a number of off-strip steakhouses Yep. they are excellent, um, including that one that I told you that Brian and I went to out here in Henderson, um, where Brian has since been scolded for saying that he had Wagyu beef and he clearly could not have had Wagyu beef for less than a $100, Tony. Uh,
0: for fuck's sake.
1: Nothing fucking bugs me than when somebody says they had something yummy and it didn't cost them enough money. It blows, <laughs> you know.
0: People are stupid with stuff like that, right? and. I understand regional protections and whatever else, but if we refer to something as champagne and it comes from somewhere else, who really gives a flying fuck? It's different if a company is trying to deceive you, but, like, just enjoy the food for what it is. If it helps people understand what it is because you can use a shortcut, let people do that for fuck's sake.
1: It was a nice-tasting steak. It was a definitely a, like, lower-cut whether it was wagyu or not, unfortunately, I did not get the paperwork. Um, you didn't get the Marble. This is four. a hot.
0: Was it an eight? Or was it a seven? Right. Or was exactly. Was it a C? four? Right. I don't know.
1: Was it an F? I I just looked at it. Um, I looked at it. I'm like, that looks cooked pretty good. Uh, ooh, and twenty five dollars at the half price discount because it was usually fifty bucks. Sick. All right, this is the best day ever. Um, and uh, ooh, it's yummy. I'm happy. You know, yep. it says Wagyu. I don't know, whatever. Um, so, really, really good. Uh, but yeah, there's a million steakhouses here. Uh, I don't know why every casino has one. The Fiesta had one when it was open. The Sunset Station has one. The Boulder Station has one. Every station has one. Um, it's really, it is, a, it is a strange thing to think about. And listen, Best of Vegas every year for years it used to be the Outback would win Best of Vegas. So. <laughs> Why even? Why even try? I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it Used to happen. All right, Tony. Now, why don't we? I've, I've, uh, why don't I've we, been, yeah. Um, dawdling around the Durango's website. What's your first okay. food order going to be, or what's what's the thing you're looking forward to? I know it's the wrong time of year for what I'm thinking, but have you had a look at what there's on offer? Um, out of oh, I'm, I'm at the,
1: the the food hall. Yep. Um, boy, all of it. Fucking really sings to me. Um, now I can't. I'm not gonna say you or me or um, Shang Artisan Noodle because I go to those now, um, yep. or Vesta for that. You know, Vesta is a coffee place, but I'm not doing that. Um, I think for me it would be, and the thing that's just been like, it's been all over Instagram, and it's the type of food I love, and it's it's just unusual take enough on it. It's the i pono. It's the Hawaiian. I think I would do the the Hawaiian the first yep. time I pop in there. It'll be that one. That that just really that I he did a pop up at um at at Red Rock and I was sad I couldn't make it up there because it's it looks incredible.
0: Yeah, that does sound good. But the frozen custards for me is where I would be at.
1: Oh, we have that. That's that's a local place too. Oh, It is. Uh, Nielsen's. I've I've been to. It's delicious. Oh. Um, it's, it's yeah. wonderful. It's it's probably not my number one ice cream in town. What is um, your number one ice cream
0: in town for anybody
1: that's. Okay. It's my Vegas? tip. Yeah. Vegas Tips Hour. Um, I would say it's got to be Sorry, Not Sorry Creamery. Um, I love that name. That's what it's called. Yep. You look that up, Tony. The flavor. Uh, they've got some fun um, types, fun uh, flavors of ice cream. They got one coming down here to Henderson. We had to go out to the West, west Side to do it. But um, uh, I forget exactly which which flavor. Oh, I had the strawberry rhubarb oat crumble last time I was in there, and it was insanely indulgent, which is what I want out of ice cream. It was like ins- yep. like ridiculously creamy, and the right temperature and everything. Didn't have any of that like ice crystal, oh, anything like that. that. It was super well churned. Um, yep, nice it was smooth. as well churned of ice cream as I've had. Um. Anywhere, it was it was really really good. Um,
0: See, I'm a basic yeah, that's fire ice cream, and I would go for the triple chocolate chunk brownie. Mm-hmm.
1: That looked delicious to me too. The other one I was eyeing up
0: is the double ube? stuffed
1: cookies and cream. Oh. I love I love cookies and cream. I'm a big cookies and cream sucker. I know that that's not an exciting flavor, but cookies and cream is good. And the Ube does the Ube does sound good. I, I
0: think yeah, with good. with the honeycomb, that's a killer combination. That sounds good.
1: Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. That's top ice cream in town. But if you just want a taste of Vegas, this Durango is gonna be great. You got Vegas's coffee roaster, you got the frozen custard, you got um Chang Artisan Noodle, which is as good as it gets for like a hand pulled noodle place, and you got URB sushi, which is a delicious sushi place that I eat almost every Sunday. Really? Um, pick it's right by it's right by Silver Stamp. We pick it up and go home after Silver Stamp on Sundays. Um, and if you want to venture out from the Vegas stuff, the Los Angeles burger place, Irv's Burgers looks delicious. It does at the New York Pizza Spot, Uncle Paulie's looks yummy, right? The neighbor, the Italian deli, and Fiorella, which is handmade pasta, um, like a walk up. Um, uh, and this guy's making this pasta, Mark Vetri, who's a huge uh, chef in, in Philadelphia making handmade pasta, is doing this in like a walk up. I mean, I think that's going to be. It's gonna be incredible. Oh no, it's it's a sit. Well, no, it, is it a counter? I think pasta they, bar I
0: might be a
1: restaurant. I can't tell.
0: It's hard to tell. It, it these look like the rendering places, but they also look like they've got restaurant seating. It's, it's kind of strange. Yeah,
1: it might be counter service. It's it's hard to it's hard to dial uh, up. But yeah, I think this place is gonna be um, a lot of fun. It's probably gonna be a total madhouse for the first couple of weeks, but. Um, I think it's going to be it's going to be good stuff.
0: So check so it out. Where is the Durango located? Is that on the strip or is that off the strip?
1: Well, off. It's way west. So um, remember the food hall I was talking to you about that yep. was had the annoying ordering it's pretty much right across the street.
0: Okay, cool. So you can yeah, get annoyed sorry. and then go off go and uh, dump yeah, some money off maybe at maybe the Dur- tables.
1: Maybe Durango will also have an annoying ordering structure that I can be mad about. We'll see. <laughs> um and it's just a station casino, so you can go in there and you'll probably. I think early on it'll be expensive, but I think you'll 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 at least get green but GVR or, or Red Rock table yep. limits. It won't be too bad. Um, well, speaking of tables, right? Real quick, Tony, before we do the Discord, I had a, me and Brian had a nice blackjack run for once. Really uh, on Saturday night at the M. Um, I think both of us walked away up you know a couple hundred bucks at least. I won like nice. three fifty. It was a killer. Killer time at the at the M, Blackjack. Um, I'm sure next time I will swear off of it forever again. <laughs> this happens every time at the M, I have one great day, and I'm like, man, I always do good at the M, and then I go 10 times in a row and I get absolutely obliterated. So yep. um, we'll see if that sticks around. All right, Tony.
0: <laughs> oh, I was thinking we'll have to do oh, a no. walkthrough of Crown Casino during your trip, our one and only casino, and then we can take you through one of the depressing slot places. They're always
1: fun. I would love to do that. I would love to get. I would love to get some cash out and gamble some of your money.
0: Okay, awesome. We can manage that.
1: Let's do it. All right, Tony. Let's do the Discord. What I would, what I would. uh, Do you guys have like the normal slots, or do you have like kind of fucked up slot machines or anything?
0: What do you mean by normal slots? I don't
1: know. Like our slots are all the like video reels and stuff, or are they like? Yep. Old school, straight no. up, like
0: no old school. Yeah. We're yeah. all video all the time and have been as long as I've been.
1: Of legal, are age. there any Austra- are there any Australian like themes to them or do they are they only the American ones or do you have like you know, King of the Bush or <laughs>
0: some shit. Um, that's that's a 70s um porn theme? Oh, <laughs> yeah, <it's>, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, um, no, there used to be an Aussie rules slot that was fun back in the day, but I haven't seen that one around for years. I, I don't go into them, so I couldn't really tell you. I will go into them with you, but I, I tend to square away from those places. I, I don't find them as interesting as, say, a Vegas casino or or places with table games, so, yeah.
1: It'll be good to lay eyes on it. We don't need yeah. to hang around, but uh, it's something to, something to look at. Um, hey, a casino, we could play some, uh, I don't know, whatever I'm sure you have normal games. I don't know. Yeah, blackjack. classic.
0: Um, um, all the um, unique games are gone because we used to play two up, which is legal one day a year in Australia because um, cool. it's an old war gambling game, but they used to have it at the casino and that, that was always fun. But hey, that's gone away. Yeah.
1: So I posted this speaking of Australia, Tony. Posted this um, last week here in the beer chat on our Discord. And by the way, if you want to hang out on the Discord, just drop us a note on Instagram or on an email, or just uh, click on the little link at the bottom of our website. Our website's show.com There's a, a little video game slash submarine controller at the bottom <laughs> of the page, and you can get on our Discord almost instantly. This is from Carwin Sellers, a place I'm highly excited to go check out. The Burnley Zusa Menar Viten. Thank you. Sorry, Nick. Um, (laughs) Oktoberfest 2023 Mix Pack. Celebrate Oktoberfest at home with this amazing collab-focused pack of beers by Burnley. And they did this in collaboration with any other breweries. I saw that Mountain Culture was involved, um, among others. Let me see if I can uh, actually zoom in on this thing here. But uh, I thought these cans just looked beautiful. These are all loggers, yep, um, and I think tea. I think it looked. Yeah, we got a Rauschweizen, Crystal a Dunkel, a Bohemian Pills, a Dortmunder Export, uh, a Leipziger Gosa, a Schwarzbier, and a Märzen. So, uh, not to mention the the artwork on here is beautiful. I did look up
0: Burnley. Brewing. They, I'm sorry, hated. I've just looked up Burnley Brewing and where they're located Why weren't they there 20 years ago? Because I used to li- live on that tram line Just a little further um, The tram line takes a diagonal up through Q And uh, yeah, I would have passed there every day And would have been able to have Burnley beer every day
1: Well Tony, we're going to go check it out So, um, Well I, I can get place you there is- with my
0: eyes closed
1: Perfect. All right. Well, let's do, we'll we'll blindfold ourselves and and walk, try to walk back, um, stumble back from this place. But it uh, it it looks wonderful. They're doing all this logger, so I, w- I would be I'm excited to to lay eyes on this place. So it's gonna be good.
0: I wonder if that was a pub um, back in the day. I'm just trying to.
1: Very very well, might have been. Now we had Nick Torque out there buying beer. Um, this is the Deeds once more into the fray gift four pack. This looks good. Tony? Yep. We got uh, Imperial Stout Asian bourbon barrels for 12 months resulting in thick chocolate notes backed by vanilla, coconut, whiskey and oak. This looks like, so this is unadjuncted, right? This is just... um,
0: Once more into the fry tends to be unadjuncted but um, I reckon that mix pack, the journey, um, the other three would be um, adjunct.
1: Oh, there is, yeah. One has cacao and hazelnut. One has um, vanilla beans and toasted coconut. And you have one with uh, ooh vanilla beans and fresh habanero chili peppers, and oh yeah, there you go. Uh, I would try all those, of course.
0: Yep. Once more um, into the fray, is a killer beer. I'm I'm just thinking about ordering direct from Deeds. They've got a um an eight pack with um a sour, and once more into the fray. Uh, that that was one of the standout beers from the. Tenth uh, anniversary event that we went to at Deeds was their version of that beer for that year. Uh, it's a yearly release that they do, and absolutely killer. It's up there with Boat um, Rocker. Um,
1: we had Nick buying um, a nice selection here: some Evil Twins, some Boat Rocker, some Burn, some of the loggers, um, and that yep. we were just talking about some Meritzen, some Mountain Culture Pastry Stout. Some That's very Meritzen. awesome. Yep. Cascade Dank with a nice post here. Cascade, good to see you back here. Uh, first of hopefully a few fest beers at in Stuttgart. Um, looks great, but he had to leave for the airport in two hours. Now, that's that's a tough way to go to the airport. Is, um, it's not dr- drunk at the airport, is whatever. Light buzz at the airport is actually my least favorite way to be at the airport. Really? Um, I hate it. Not light buzz, like medium buzz. How about that? Maybe two beers is not too bad. But you're medium and you're like, I could go farther. You're only going to drop off, though. So you're only going to about to slide into just being annoyed and having to piss every five minutes um, and get on the plane. It's not a great feeling to me.
0: I did check out where where Burnley is located, and it's two doors down from the pub that I was thinking of, which is um, the Bridge Hotel. Gotcha. So, so there you go. I know exactly where Perfect. we are. About a whole 12 minutes by tram from your hotel. Easy peasy. Lemon
1: squeezy. Um, now we have Nick was drinking that Mountain Culture. Um, so good. Pastry stout and he looks fire, looks delicious.
0: Anything cool. from Mountain Culture is good, but anything with that black label and like a metallic text is just fucking bonkers yeah I've had a couple of the beers with those labels I know labels don't mean shit but they're basically a part of the same series I may have one of the pastry stouts left I better drink that hey because that won't last until you're here in six weeks it's probably past its prime right now but they do some fire pastry stuff because it doesn't get too gloopy you know it's that you can tell what it's meaning to be but still super drinkable
1: yeah, that's that's how you like them. I mean, that's fantastic. I'm, I'm excited to get my hands on some of this stuff. Um, so this is interesting, Tony. Nick sent Nick put this up for us. Um, it was a it was an Evil Twin can, and it says here, Evil Twin Brewing, New York City, proudly presents this perfectly balanced hazy pale double dry hopped with Idaho Seven and Belma. In a world that is not. Making sense, the least we can do is keep making beer you know and love, something predictable to keep your head cool and your hand and your mind refreshed. Tears um, Aussies. And this is brewed in Australia. Yep. For Evil Twin by the crew at Nomad Brewing Company in, what's that, Moorvale?
0: Uh, yeah, Moorvale.
1: No, Brookvale. Brookvale. Sorry, Brookvale. Oh, yeah. New yep. New South Wales. Yep. Um, So I did not know. Now, I know that there are a number of breweries that have... We've talked about this before, Tony, I think, that there were breweries uh, that were moving their brewing operations to Australia for the Australian market because it was somehow even less price... uh, It was less cumbersome to just brew it there than it was to ship. Um, I don't know how many kept doing that or are doing that now. I don't know if... Was it maybe stone or... Um, Sierra Nevada or somebody was brewing a little bit there. Yeah, I don't remember.
0: but I, I, I don't remember either. But, um, yeah, it's interesting that um, no
1: matter. I think it's interesting for Evil Twin to do that.
0: Yeah. And, like, no matter a brewery that I've never really had a bad beer from, but could I tell you a beer that has, like, blown my mind from them? No. Um, but I don't get a shit ton of their stock um, down here. The Gozer and Sour Range looks pretty fire. Um, I have had this um, Salt and Pepper, and that, that was fine. It wasn't mind-blowing. Yeah, but an odd choice of brewery. Or they're not sort of one of the iconic ones like a Mountain Culture, but they probably had overhead in their production line, so they were able to do it.
1: Um, it does say they're doing contract brewing. They have a... Um They have a contract brewing service on their website. Uh, looks like this is in, uh, in the Sydney area. Yeah. Uh, You should be able to um, get to
0: Brookvale. It's, um, Manly
1: Brookvale. Yep. So I could absolutely go up here. I think I am going up to that area. So, uh, might be a curiosity. I would look at their beers. Look, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm on your side. They got a nice, they got a core range of, uh, straightforward core beers. Um, and then this, you know, some of this other series looks a little more interesting. Uh, I'm not sure, so maybe maybe we'll make it up there. We'll see. But it is interesting that they're doing um, evil twin stuff, and I think that's an interest. That's a that's like a I want to say interesting. And that's a that's a useful approach, right? For um, I, and I don't know why more brewers don't take that if they want to try getting their beers in market, um, or trying their brand in market yeah. is doing something like that because it is. Um you know, uh, uh, pretty it's it's pretty difficult to get your beers down there fresh and tasting good so you might be you know there might be some value in making a special beer um in a contract way to see if your brand does well down there before you take the risk of shipping something down there and seeing if it's gonna stick or making a lot or whatever it is you're gonna do you know
0: yeah I, I agree, but the other thing that you've got to weigh up is the um, the ability of the contract brewer to hit what you're trying to brew as well, you have to have. Yeah, faith you need somebody who can. That they're trust. actually able to achieve that. So
1: your ass is going to have to fly down here and. Oh yeah. Make sure these guys can make your shit right and taste all this stuff and make sure it works. I, yeah, I get it. Um, now
0: they've got a. Um, I was just checking out their their beer lines, um, and they've got a couple of uh, other non nomad beers on. I just wanted. Your opinion on them okay so there's there's two that i see um um I, i've never heard of it uh the hustle is broken that's by uh dissolver brewing out of Asheville, north carolina do i am familiar with dissolver yeah okay. i've been there
1: yep uh excellent brewery. Um,
0: do they do a good uh ipa because that's what they got on tap yes
1: that's really what they do Specialize in, I'd say.
0: Okay. And then this is a beer that I'm familiar with, old school. Um, uh, and it is adjunct, because I do add coffee, but it is an old school. Um, oh, yeah. It is Speedway Stout by Alesmith Brewing Company. You would have oh, had Speedway game. back in the day?
1: I, I would have had Speedway back in the day. Now, they also have, and right now they have even more Jesus by Evil Twin on as well
0: but they probably brewed um, that
1: they might have you know and i so do we think they brewed these is the other element no, right
0: they're not they're not brewing I don't speedway. Think they,
1: they're no. not brewing speedway Scott, i don't think i don't, do I don't I think, think they're, they're brewing dissolver either i don't think they're brewing dissolver i think that's interesting that dissolver is there um to have dissolver in dissolver is a very small brewery um yep in Asheville. Uh, why are they there? Now, that said, I've seen fucking like, Batavia, Illinois, Energy City in Copenhagen. So there's, you know, whatever. Sure, <laughs> right. I, I'm sure you have a – I'm sure Australia has an adventurous distributor yep. um, that's going out and sourcing some of these interesting beers. And, and Dissolver, again, Dissolver is excellent. Um, <laughs> they probably in any other world would be the best brewery in their city, but they're unfortunately in Asheville. Um which includes, you know, burial A yep. and uh you no. Know, they're probably right up there though, um, after that, uh, in in the top few, especially if you want to drink IPA. So um yeah, cool. I I would you know what? If I go up there and they have dissolver on, I'd probably think about drinking some. And what is this? This is it's gonna be six weeks old. Is this hazy? If if they it could find a way to hazy. keep it. I don't think so. If they found a way to keep this cold, it's probably fine. Yeah, It's good.
0: Even if it's not kept cold, it wouldn't have been wrecked. It's not like sitting on a – and it is in uh, keg form. It wouldn't have been sitting um, out on deck or anything like that. So I was just um, buzzing around the cow inside as we were talking, and they've got their canvent. Um, which is something mm. we do in Australia. Not sure if you do. Um, it's the um, beer can advent calendar. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, they would be the one place I would trust to do a can vent. And you can have a magnum of beer added on. I don't know what the cost of that thing is. Because um, they've got some, I'm looking back because they go back through the previous years and they have some killer beers. Might think about investing that $210 on a. All right, beer, I'll, I'll split it with you, Tony. I'll,
1: I'll I'll split it. I'll split it with you.
0: Okay. Uh, if you the, get it. All right. The only problem is you won't get to taste it because I don't think it'll be out by the time you get into Australia when no. does it get
1: released. In which case, I will not. I will not be splitting it
0: with you. Um,
1: um, boxes will be. But if you buy anything, if you buy anything else on on there, I will split it with you.
0: Okay, uh, but it does say. Um, we can do an order just before you arrive in Melbourne and do a pick-up. So that, that'll I think we should out. do that. Yeah. I think that's what we should do. While you're sitting in Sydney, we can sit on Zoom and uh, put together a list. Oh, so yeah. Great it idea. It does say, expect to be packed and shipped early November, potentially.
1: I, maybe I could pull it off, you know. Hell, you could pick it up. Just say pack it and let me get it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Maybe what we All could right. do is, is we could buy it and get Nick Talk to pack it up and and keep it for us when we see him nick what do you think about that bud
1: <laughs> jeez Putting a lot on this guy uh, just cuz he listened he turned on a podcast once hey the dude is got work to do
0: he's like using he he
1: great the, fellow
0: okay no is, don't don't spread this around people if you listen to both podcasts he's the anti wooden spoon by that, I mean, every time he opens his mouth, I actually want to hear what he has to say.
1: Yeah, he, <laughs> you know, he, text, he texts you a normal amount.
0: Yeah, which is, <laughs> we occasionally speak, but when we do, we'll sit down have a four or five-hour chat, the way friends do. Yeah. I don't need to hear every yeah. thought coming out of his head. This is not, I'm not giving you permission to hear every thought out of your head, Nick, but he has the perfect amount. Posts beer chat more often than I do. Um
1: uh, yeah, love the beer chat. Very good. Uh, let's do a little. Uh, let's see some other Discord stuff. I know it was in mostly beer chat, but I did have some in the kitchen. Yep. Um, we had. Uh, oh no, we did the toilets already. We did Sorry. The toilets. Um, yep. Sorry for uh, showing
0: for some reason.
1: I guess that's just about it. Except I did have some Quora potpourri that I posted today. One thing that does fascinate me about Quora, and it has started feeding me this stuff, is the amount of posting about nine um, yep. eleven that is on Quora. I can't believe it, and this one really got me. Um, I mean, it choked me up first of all. I was kind of tearing up a little bit. Uh, In what the same way that the one win- K-
0: kill me tears up. Gotcha.
1: I mean, I was in the same way that I think of Steve ran easy and what he must have gone through that day on nine 11. (laughs) But, uh, this says what happened to the window cleaners on 11th, September, 2001. Just a good way to write that. Um, and it was written by Brian good. In fact, uh, this answer, former acting deputy director of the ministry of moot points. (laughs) I love Quora so much. I just love the question. I'm not going to read the whole answer. It just says, one window cleaner was riding in an elevator. Good fucking good luck cleaning windows there. Uh, when the plane hit, the elevator stopped. The passengers were able to pull the doors open and found a gypsum board wall. <laughs> I mean, okay, whatever. I don't know what goes on after that. I mean, <laughs> how did you find this stuff? I, I don't know. What happened to the window cleaners on 9-11? It's just a really. What do you think? Uh, I don't think they're fact. Yeah, if they were outside, being hit by an airplane, you know, I mean, they probably that probably would have been better than this, than whatever being in the
0: elevator or whatever. Yeah, and surfing um, a gypsum board down the stairs. Right, That's suck, it, yeah, what right, I imagine. I when once they found gypsum board, I imagine they surfed it down the the emergency staircase.
1: Gypsum is a, uh, a one of uh, Nevada's biggest uh, exports. We mine a lot of gypsum here.
0: There you go. What other exports go. does Nevada actually have? I can't, because you're not a big cattle producer, are you? And you're
1: mining. not crops. Mining. It, uh, it's mining. all mining. It's of course. all mining. Yeah, it's all like dip some gold. It's silver. Yep. All that shit. Um, okay, Tony, uh, that was a nice Discord. Thank you to our, our folks who are posting in the beer chat. I will continue to try to post things in the beer chat.
0: I will try and live um, my game.
1: You got to raise your game, Tony. I do. Uh, we will we will get in there and compete with some delightful beer chat. Because I'm drinking beers, so why the fuck am I not posting them? Uh, they taste good, and I'm having one right now. In fact, uh, and speaking of this, why don't we go into the logger of the week? Griffs logger
0: of the week.
1: Griffs logger
0: of the week. Mm-hmm.
1: Slogger of the week this week, Tony. It's uh, I'm, I'm going old school. I have reverted to old school mode. Um, I'm in I'm in old I'm in Germany mode. I'm in Octo mode. Um, and the one I got to go with is the Polliner Oktoberfest Ertzen. Um, doesn't get much better than this.
0: That uh,
1: five point five point eight percent amber. Beer style developed over 200 years ago to celebrate the original Oktoberfest, and I know, yeah, the marriage of Prince whoever, and you know, I getcha. Sure, um, they brew it in March to be a peak flavor for the Oktoberfest celebration. Thank you. That's the way we want it. Um, although they do make this year-round now for the U.S. market, so they're they're kicking out six month uh, six month old uh, amber lager all year. No complaints about that. Um, I I would drink this all year if I thought about it in any type of year, or any other time of year. Uh, Tony, it was it was very yummy. I'm sure you've had many of these. Tony, what do you think the rating is on this beer? It has 128,570
0: ratings.
1: 3.48. You know what? It's doing better than that. Uh, It is uh, for once I'm pleasantly
0: surprised.
1: 3.68. The Oktoberfest Meritzen from um, from there. And I had it at the Silver Stamp. Their Oktoberfest celebration is this Saturday. My ass will be there, of course. Um, they're going to have food. It's going to be a nice party. Very excited for, for this thing. Tony, how about you? Any lagers this week?
0: No, I, I was looking back, and I'm, I'm sure I had some banging lager this week, but apparently I didn't. I apologise. I will lift my game. Um, and I will have a lager for you in the next couple of months. Thank you, sir.
1: Appreciate that. You are welcome. Let's move on to let's move on to the beers of the week. Hey, Tony, give us a beer of the week. How about that?
0: Yeah, I had a variety of styles. I had white stout, I had sours, but I'm going to go into that sour realm. And it's a beer I've had before and checked in before. It's by the good folks that now own Carwin Cellars, Fox Friday. A beer called Stud Man. No. Now, I think you're familiar with like um, Coke floats and lime spiders in America, are you? <laughs> Familiar with Lime Float?
1: I could. Lime Spider, I'm not so much. Coke Float makes sense. That's Coke with ice cream. It's good. Yeah, well,
0: it's it's lime flavored soda. Well, using lime from like lime milkshakes in the bottom, um, lemonade or soda water, and then ice cream on top. This stuntman tasted exactly like a lime spider in beer form. It was killer. Um, Really big fan of it. it was 7.5%, so an imperial sour, but tasted exactly like a lime spider. I wonder where there's anywhere we can get a lime spider these days. used to be a staple of milk bars in Australia, but milk bars have, have gone the way of asbestos.
1: Rip, rip to asbestos, by
0: the way. Yeah. Tragic loss. Um, what about yourself, Griff? What was your highlight?
1: Boy, I, it's, it's hard for me um, to go any other way. This is not usually the type of beer I, I call out for this, but I I have to. I had a lot of these this week because it was on Drafted Corys, and I could not get enough of it. It was the Mosaic Session IPA from the newly here in Vegas, newly distributed here in Vegas, Carl Strauss Brewing Company in all time. Uh, one of those old-school craft brewers from that class of 88, 89 uh, along with Goose Island and Deschutes and a handful of others, that came about, um, and they just just opened up here. Uh, just opened up. Just <laughs> just came into the market here in Vegas with the Mosaic Session IPA, among other things. Uh, intensely hopped Session IPA, bursting with grapefruit aromas and flavors of tropical fruit, with a subtle malt background. Five point five percent, and absolutely full of flavor. So easy to drink. It, I I can't think of anything I really enjoyed much more than this. Uh, I did have a Whistle Monkey from um, Firestone Walker. That was excellent. That was a big beer. That was just different. Um, that was fantastic. Whistle Pig Barrel Age Sticky Monkey, which is their quad. Um, that was awesome, too. Don't want to discount that, but I think it's got to be the Mosaic Session IPA from Carl Strauss. Shout out to those guys.
0: Wow. Session IPA. There's a term I haven't heard in a long time, they were. And I think it's a
1: stretch to cut to put it in that bucket. Really, I uh, remember like all day IPA. Well, it's five and yeah. a half.
0: That's so not. I think a, a lot of those it should be under five. Needed to be closer five. to four point eight,
1: four points. This has a little more body, a little more punch than you would have gotten from from one of those. But uh, it's it. You will feel better if you drink two of these than if you drink two seven and a half percent. IPAs, right? I mean, that, so it's true. Um, it does go down easier. So I appreciate that. Uh, a little less heavy, but calling it Session I think is still a little, a little bit of a stretch compared to, you know, what else is out there in that
0: area. Without a doubt. Yeah, I, I think Session you should be able to have two and still be legally allowed to drive in Australia. That That's an Australian point of view. Our, our alcohol limits are lower. <laughs> we're at .05 Man. and we're at .08. That's a, no.
1: I would not drink two beers in Australia um, and get in a car. I don't care what beer it is because um, it's like 0.03 you have,
0: right? 0.05. I mean, 0.05
1: for us. 0.05, okay.
0: On a full license. If you're um, on a pro- probationary or learner's uh, permit or a truck driving permit it's and driving zero, a truck, 0.00. zero, zero.
1: Yeah. I, I, I would not um, – I will not be taking these chances. Uh, I, I have no plans on driving a car. Um, I'll be in a car, uh, maybe. i don't plan on driving one, so. Um, cool. All right, good stuff. Now, I've Tony, just, I think it's time. Oh, what happened?
0: Oh, just God. in our um in our chat um on Discord, i I've, I've sent you a link to what Discord thinks is a lime spider. It's kind of amazing. I urge you to check it out. Yeah, let me take a look. Because uh, it's have... kind of crazy. Or you're taking a ah, look.
1: A, you did a. It's a. It's there. It is. It's a spider. It's. It looks lime colored. That is pretty funny.
0: Yeah, I, I might um, post that in the regular Discord. Sorry, people, I was a bit far away from my mic. Um, yeah, what do I post that in general? General. It is.
1: Yeah, that's fine. I think you're good. All right, Tony. Why don't we do? Uh, I actually have a nice. Uh, I think I've got some good stuff this week for the hyper beer nerd dork shit news, non Fox News and non uh, ultra right beer edition of ultra of hyper beer dork <laughs> Ultra shit hyper beer. Ultra, ultra yeah. hyper beer news. Dark shit. Dark. Very good. Um, all right, here we go. This is from Chicago, Tony. I used to live there around around there. Anyways, I don't want any anyone to get mad at me. I used to to live around them parts. Um, Guinness debuts beers you can only get at their new Chicago taproom. So Guinness is opening a kind of brewery taproom situation in in Chicago, their open gate brewery. They'll be the old favorites. Ah, what could those be? Uh, stout, hopefully foreign extra stout. Yep. Regular extra stout. That's great.
0: Don't and they do stout. a neeper? I'm, I'm being serious here.
1: I think they did for a while, but let's let's go through. Um, they'll have their old favorites. They'll have signature cocktails. we are going to have a rotating list of on-tap beer options, and several of them will be brewed in Chicago itself. So that list includes, Tony, all right, they're speaking my language here, a pineapple coconut stout, which that's... features the classic in its stout with a slew of new additions, including a pineapple puree that's added to the beer after it's finished fermenting. Finally, the beer is poured over toasted coconut chips, resulting in a sweet flavor profile that adds a new kick to the classic beverage.
0: <laughs> I don't know about the beer poured over toasted coconut chips. Got to be honest. Uh, my my view is...
1: is... Tony, I, I would say um, in, this is from NBC5 Chicago, that maybe they are not um, appropriately phrasing what the behavior was there. I don't think they're just randling it over coconut (laughs) chips or French pressing it or whatever. I think it's. No, I think they're putting it it in the bottom of
0: the glass and just jamming the
1: Guinness. afterwards. Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. Yummy. I think they're probably, um, uh, they're, they're probably with the pineapple puree. I'm guessing they're adding it in during conditioning and then doing another conditioning round with coconut chips. That'd be my, that'd be my guess, but we'll see. Uh, the brewery is also going to make a uh, its West Coast I- West Coast IPA. They put in quotation mark a classic, hoppy beer with a piney citrus flavor profile. And then, if you're looking for something spicy, Tony and I know you are, uh, the mango chili ale fits the bill with mango puree and cayenne pepper added post fermentation.
0: There you go. Some really odd choices. But
1: um... oh, wait, there's more. Uh, the well, Kinsey Street Pale Ale is just a traditional American pale ale with tropical fruit in the mix to counteract some of the bitterness of the beverage. Do you think that means tropical fruit, or did they add, like, mosaic hox. or pumpkin something? I don't, I don't know. know but
0: I'm going to go with – I think they actually mean fruit because it seems to be the you way the drinks are fruit, going, yeah. yeah.
1: And then we'll say the and the, so the final one that's just the local ones. These are all local and only available to the tap room. The corn, corn, maize cream ale. So maize, maize spelled M-A-I-Z-E. Yep. Um, which is um, as Bart Simpson said, uh, or, <laughs> corn, or as the Indians called it, maize. <laughs> um, with flaked corn added to the mix. According to the company. The corn was grown in Iroquois County. Alright, that's not too far from Chicago. And the beverage is crafted to add sweetness and a dry finish to the beer. That doesn't make any sense. That is not
0: <laughs> Yeah, if you okay. add sweetness, or it just means they've they've waved hops over the kettle and that's about it. But I actually think this could be a disaster of a beer, because outside of like spotted cow, has there ever, ever been a delicious cream ale? I, I, you know what,
1: there aren't a ton. Um, I, I am, I, I don't have any problem with corn and local corn being added to a beer. I think that's interesting. Uh, yeah, you that's fun. Uh, if I think you have to embrace the flavor of corn and not go for and not end up with, what do we, diacetyl, right? You're going to have to figure yeah. out a way to make that work.
0: But um, if used correctly you shouldn't really have a diacetyl problem with using corn that's a that's a factor of other things just because something tastes like what the product was originally doesn't mean that that product when used in beer will taste like that i actually think corn is a very viable product in beer and if there yep. is diacetyl showing up in this there's some other production flaw in that beer it's
1: the it's the thing it's the shit that for years was was given to um Budweiser and then and maybe even um, Mexican lagers oh they have rice in their beer all oh, they have corn in their beer well look fucking look around us yep there's a bunch of fucking rice and corn um yes well, I wonder why you know um it makes sense it's just you just have to use them properly uh finally there will be some of the beers that are brewed at their facility in Baltimore a breakfast tea amber ale ah, that sounds okay an old-fashioned inspired ale, uh, which is, again, they phrase this in an AI way. Um, it's an English barley wine aged in bourbon barrels, and it says it's old-fashioned inspired, so I'm guessing there's maybe orange, uh, uh, cherry or orange in there. Um, anything get Guinness, Guinness Extra Stout, and more. Again, I hope the foreign extra, the yellow label. Classic, very good. They open at 9 a.m. on Sundays and Saturdays, gang. (laughs) So if you want to get if you want to tie one on at nine in the morning, check out the Guinness Brewery in Chicago.
0: How are those Bears doing this year? I, I, as I said, I don't keep up with American football, but how the 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 Chicago
1: Bears? Yeah. Uh, well, they're quite horrible. Uh, Taylor Swift. They they Taylor Swift watched them get curb stomped in Kansas City. Um oh, that's and right. She's I one not of the wa- players, isn't she? Right, yeah. One of the chiefs. Um oh. now I haven't watched one second of it, but once the um they had last week they had the most insane week in history. Uh where
0: seventy points was, put up.
1: <laughs> well they, they got your ass kicked at the end of it. But during the week, um their defensive coordinator got like quit. Um and then there was rumors flying around that he got his house raided by the FBI and that Hallis Hall got raided by the FBI. Um, it turned out he did get fired for, like, inappropriate conduct. So it's still nobody really knows what happened. That was everywhere <laughs> for the whole week. Then the quarterback came out and said, like, you know, one reason I suck is that the coaches suck ass, essentially. I mean, he said <laughs> it in a nice way. But, um, and then finally to cap things off, like, t- $50,000 worth of shit got stolen from Soldier Field, like lawn mowers and shit got stolen. And then they went to Kansas City and got obliterated. And um, they're 0 3 and just like totally flailing. I, I, I loved it. Um, not because I think that's good. And I don't, I don't, I mean, whatever. I'm from Chicago. I don't want the Bears to suck. It's always nicer there when the Bears are good. It's going to yeah. be depressing there in the winter when I'm there. And they're going to be 2 and 14 or something. But, um, uh, it's chaos and i love chaos. chaos is awesome i love it there's nothing more fun to watch you know this tony you watch sports sports chaos is an absolute joy uh when yep. things just melt down the team uh, as long as it's not a team you really care about uh, that sucks but when yeah. you're looking at someone else's team or a team you're not super invested in you're just like oh bro oh no you know it's like <laughs> watching a car wreck just love it you're like yep. oh shit Doing it again, you know, it's it's wild stuff. So that's where the bears are at. Um, they're acting normal. It's really good. Uh, all right, all right. I got some more beer news for you. I this was good. Uh, beer before liquor, the drinking myth you have to stop believing. So essentially, the the element of this article I thought was interesting is we know the old adage, the rhyme it rhymes nice. Yep. Beer before liquor, never been sicker. Liquor before beer, you're in the clear. Turns out. Uh, and I think most of us probably already knew this, Uh, that's a lie. It's not true. It has nothing to do with anything. Um, uh, One one reason you might think liquor before beer is better is because if you're doing a bunch of shots and drinking, like, hard-ass liquor at the end of the night, you're ingesting a lot of liquor fast. So whereas when you were sipping a beer for an hour and chit-chatting with your friends uh, and your body had time to sort of be in the metabolizing process of that, uh, you're now just pounding that equivalent of alcohol in one second and then going to sleep. Yep. <laughs> so there's a reason that that is fucking you up worse. Um, so uh, it, it really, it, and the article bears that out, right? It, it just has more to do with how you time it
0: out. Yeah. Um, so if you're drinking, few- if you're shotgunning a whole bunch of 12% stouts early on and then you shift to vodka sodas later in the night, I don't think the vodka sodas are gonna be to blame. It's all about the alcohol content in the time that that alcohol content is consumed. And I've always thought that. It's just that as you go on, you are more likely to make stupider decisions and it's easier to make stupider decisions with spirits.
1: I like this Harvard study. The Harvard study had 90 adults aged 19 to 40 drink wine before beer, then beer before wine other separate group drank only wine or beer until their breathalyzer hit 0.11. I'm like, hell yeah. (laughs) Harvard's like, yo,
0: can you give freak kind of fucked up actually
1: for us?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And this is a study I could imagine Barney being involved in. Call me up. I
1: will, I will, (laughs) I will will drink wine until I hit 0.11 on the breathalyzer. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, it does advise that if you do have a hangover, just get a corp, go get yourself a corpse reviver. Actually, I actually tend to agree. So,
0: what the fuck is a corpse
1: um, reviver? It's a cocktail. Oh. Um, it's a delicious cocktail. It's uh what's hit me with the recipe here? Uh, it's a uh, cognac, vermouth, grape brandy, and calvados.
0: <laughs> or, as I've I've learned well, over the years, I'll I don't get your ass up. Here to it. Just drink a shit ton of water in between you, you got to be
1: drinking water when you're drinking beer uh that'll be tony and i's move when we're in australia i, I don't know how po- is water more popular in australia than it is in europe europe getting water don't. you look like a fucking idiot yeah you
0: do look like an idiot but here's your trick order sparkling water Uh
1: that's a good idea yeah all right because if you ask for water in europe they're like look at this fucking yank <laughs> if shit wants to drink water
0: Okay. Yep, they'll, they'll me, look bro. at you like you're a tool. No, it's actually not frowned upon. Like at the brewery, they've just got a um, keg set up beside the bar where you can go and just oh, grab that's, a that's what our
1: brewery. that's what our breweries have. Okay, perfect. That's easy. I don't mind that.
0: That's okay. at Mathco, though.
1: Um, all right, Tony, we got one. This is one of my all-time, one of my favorite things to do every year, and I'm sure it's lame for everybody else. Uh, so sorry to our listeners for uh, having sucky content and being bad. <laughs> uh, Great American, The Great American Beer Festival was this weekend, Tony. Hell yeah. Which means we have a shitload of winners of different things. I, of course, will not be going through all the winners. Can I just go through um, your
0: current home state's um, winners? We only have one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, so you've already so, looked at... Uh... Love Lady oh, Brewing, yeah, came no, out of Henderson with the I know it have Love, Love, Love
1: Lady, Love Lady Chili Beer was the only, um, the only uh, medalist. Uh, which I'm surprised by that. Usually big dogs finds their way into a couple medals. They're, you know, they're very good stylistically accurate brewery, and we know that that stuff is what plays here. I thought we'd just um, take a look at some of our favorite styles, Tony namely like specifically loggers or some of our favorite breweries that we talk about on here. And I'll start with um, uh, the gold, the gold medal winner in Belgian fruit beer, uh, which was, wouldn't you know it? It's a uh, frame frame uh, frame from Oregon, uh, which we we've loved on here for a long time yep. uh, with their frambozen. So very cool uh, for them. We like that. Uh, what else we
0: got? There are a lot of categories in this um, competition. There's Uh, a
1: tremendous amount of, there's too many categories. Um, I'm actually just, I'm just trying to jump to some of the the good ones. Uh, Some of them are a little weird there.
0: Who won Juicy or Hazy? Why are there so many for Juicy and Hazy? There's fucking four winners.
1: Juicy or Hazy does have a tie for the bronze. The winner is, uh, the winner was uh, Highland Park, which is a very good brewery of hazy beer. In Los Angeles with DDH Pillow. North Park in San Diego, where I've been. Excellent place. X-Rang Flowers. They get the silver. And then a Side Hustle in Hilton Head and Ren House. An excellent brewery in Phoenix. A tie for the bronze. I, one thing I always check with anything that has them entered in it uh, that they must meddle in or else I don't trust this at all. Belgian-style wit beer, Tony. Allegash, Allegash did get the silver. At least, thank God. I, I would not have been able to believe if they didn't medal, uh, which has happened in the past. But Allegash does get a silver for Belgian style wit beer. Uh, the gold, um, a not unrespectable win for uh, cl- another classic beer, White Rascal from Avery. Yep, um, that's okay. We can we can if we can give them that for now. <laughs> I'm not going to go nuts about that. Um, as I scroll down here, and feel free to check out uh, some of these winners yourself.
0: Now, you haven't spoken um, about uh, frames um, like um, barley wine. Obviously, they do good barley wine because they're a bronze medal winner in the um, wooden barrel aged strong beer category.
1: Uh, they are doing good barley wine. I've had their barley wine. Let's only scroll down Their Wooden barrel aged strong beer. Uh, yeah, uh, free, an, an Amaro barrel-aged barley wine. got the bronze. That sounds delicious. I'd love to try that. Um, also, congrats to my friends at Workforce Brewing in Plainfield, which I was talking about. Uh, I've talked about many times on here. Gets a bronze for barrel-aged Count Chungus, a very funny name for a beer um, for wooden barrel-aged strong stout. Um, West Coast India Pale Ale, uh, westbound and down in Idaho Springs, California. Or, Colorado, uh, which is a great brewery. Um, but, yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of stuff happening this week. I've still never been to this before. I can't decide if I really want to go. It, it feels like there's it, something.
0: I know. I get what you're saying. It feels yeah. like it's a stunt and everybody putting their stuff there. Right. Yeah. I, I get you. Yeah.
1: Um, Non-alcohol beer was on here, guys. Uh, Free and Easy Belgian-Style White by Carback in Houston won non-alcoholic beer. Um, I still haven't had a non-alcoholic beer that I actually liked. Uh, I'm trying to see if anyone won any of the lager categories that I even know. And I'm not seeing anyone that I'm familiar with actually winning any of the lager categories. Juicy or Hazy Pale Ale. Uh, The winner was New Belgium cloudy juice um and bronze went to more uh more brewing which we've talked about on here before and uh i guess that's about it that i'm going to go through Um, well i
0: was just looking at the uh, the map and they've got a brewer studio we should get a part of that we should we should be dominating that brewer studio yeah we
1: should be sitting there owning it yeah you're right we're fucking up uh, and if you want the best German-style Märzen, you have to go to Seedstock Brewing in Denver. That's your best Maritzen. Um Do so I trust that the bronze actually should have gone to Golden Road? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Newt, uh, Anheuser-Busch's own Golden Road, picking up the bronze for Märzen. I know.
0: I, I sometimes kind of, think mm-hmm. that they can fluke a batch, and they hold that mm-hmm. for a competition. Like That's it's true. Like everybody else, they can mm-hmm. sometimes... Fuck it up in a good way.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: All right, so that's
1: your uh, that's your Great American Beer Fest rundown. Uh, Oh, I was gonna see. um, Shit, I meant to uh, look at um, who won uh, the best um, the best brewer award because I think KBF winner is twenty twenty. I know Allegash won. Best brewery in the country, right? Here, I can find it. I'll know. find it. I'll find it, Tony. Uh, Here you go, Brewery of the Year awards. This is always – this is some content. Yeah, I did check um, out the that brewery.
0: they separate Brewery Group and
1: of the Year was Allagash. Um, the, and the other ones I actually am not super familiar with. So Liquid Gravity, which is two thousand one to 5,000 barrels in San Luis Obispo. I would actually love to check that out because we just got a nonstop flight to there, so that'd be cool. Um zero to 250 barrels. So okay, which which brewery with zero entered? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, you can't have a you can't have a zero barrel brewery and win brewery of the year. I just want that to be clear. Um so that's a weird category to <laughs> set it up as the rest of these I do not know who the fuck they are Tony um saint arnold i know saint arnold got the 15k to 100k size saint arnold in houston allagash wins the big one the rest of them uh, admittedly i am an idiot i do not know wibby or know third Whibby? eye or balter or big friendly or shred it Was brewing somewhere between zero and 250 barrels i'm you know i'm guessing closer to 250 than zero. Would
0: yeah, be nice. I, I think, I think. Th- they just set it up that way to say that there's no minimum, which is fair enough. There's probably somebody entering that only does 50 barrels a year, but fuck, we, we do more than 50 barrels a year at Mathco. Yeah,
1: zero is, is just, I don't know. I just, it's just bizarre to me. It's just me. So are
0: you saying I'm just being
1: be one? I'm just being, a, I think it should be one. I think you should have to make one beer, one barrel of beer. And I was making more than one barrel of beer in my house. So Yep. Uh, oh, actually, here's a beer I want to call out that, that we've talked about on, on this show, Tony. The, a silver for international style pale ale for burgeon. Ooh. Um, and I've talked about burgeon a ton with their Carlsbad Crush, yep. which is an excellent beer. Really, really good. So shout out for them for that. Well, there you go. That's GABF. Maybe someday I'll go. But, you know, probably not. I sort of have my beer fest I like going to, so I'm not sure this one fits into the schedule. I I got a busy calendar, Tony.
0: Yeah, and interesting that they had pro am um, winners as well, and they have a brewery. So does that mean that they were like winners of a?
1: I think you enter through. Yeah, I think you enter your own home brew, brew,
0: and then it gets made.
1: So you're presumably a you're presumably a brewer with them or you are familiar to them in some way and yep. maybe collabed with them to make a batch that you needed to make of your homebrew or something like that. We, we've seen that in Chicago. In Chicago, we had that a lot. There'd be people win a contest and they get to a brew their beer at the site, right? And maybe that's what they're talking about.
0: Yep. Maybe my armbender will get on, although I don't know whether I'm considered an amateur. My armbender ASB, soon to be in production. Hell yeah, Tony. That sounds good.
1: All right. Well, that's enough beer talk. Uh, I think we should play a little bit of a game. This is a non-beer-related game, Tony. What? This is just chatter. I know. It's crazy for us. We always do beer. Um, now, I remember last... Now, my, my one appearance, uh, probably in history, on This Ain't Iowa, we did a non-beer game. that was yep. very porno-heavy. Um, this is not porno-heavy. This is maybe food porn. Uh, if you're Ooh, so we're going uh,
0: heavy on the plank. A,
1: An American, you might love this, but Tony, I went through. Uh, it's it's that time of year, you know. I love the pumpkin spice. You know, I love <laughs> fucking with you on the pumpkin spice. <laughs> yes, you do. So Tony, I've done a little real or fake this or that game, and these are real and fake items from Trader Joe's in the pumpkin spice category. <laughs> plink plunk, plink plunk 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 plunk, 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 plunk this or that nah. 10 of these let's see if you can guess which ones are real uh actually available at trader joe's i struggle um, with them. including the trader joe's near me uh, and some of these are made up by me
0: <laughs> i really struggle with the psl stuff i've got to be honest it always bamboozled me um, what gets made and what doesn't get made just mind-blowing this isn't all
1: psl stuff this some of this is just pumpkin um, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, so we can see which one's which. Uh, so let's start with this, Tony. First one I got for you. <clears throat> this is honey roasted pumpkin ravioli.
0: Okay. thought that was going a very different direction.
1: Honey roasted pumpkin ravioli.
0: So you're honey roasting the pumpkin before you're stuffing it in the ravioli.
1: I think it's honey roasted, yeah, it's honey roasted yeah. pumpkin. i, yeah. I got to assume they're not, we're, we're not. They're not roasting they're the raviolis.
0: Roasted. This is not something. They're not that. honey
1: roasting a ravioli, no. which that's, that's sort of a St. Louis, some sort of St. Louis massacre.
0: Don't they deep fry that massacre. shit? <laughs> it's like a, yeah. That, that does sound good yeah. deep fried. Maybe it is a St. Louis special. Maybe it came, that's where it came out of. I've got to say that's not real though. That's a fake.
1: I think this is a fake. Tony thinks honey roasted pumpkin ravioli is fake. Tony, unfortunately, Trader Joe's is making honey-roasted pumpkin ravioli. The filling is a harmonious medley of pumpkin perfection. Sweet pumpkin is slathered with honey and a bit of brown sugar and molasses and roasted, pureed, and blended with ricotta and mozzarella cheeses. The sweet, savory mixture is stuffed into colorful square pasta. One side is orange-red like a pumpkin shell. The other side is a more muted orange, like the inside of the pumpkin. Um, Pumpkins are green on the
0: outside. As well as, as red or orange, it's not like
1: there. It depends on what you're looking at, yeah. We do yeah. have so we have a lot of the orange pumpkins here, um, typically, but yes, there are many different colors of pumpkin. If you're,
0: yeah, you our, our Kent it. and our Jap pumpkin are a green on the outside, not orange.
1: You guys are you're messing with a different pumpkin than, than we are. If you're getting if you're eating a green pumpkin, um. It's just fine. I respect it. Uh, all right, so you got that one wrong, Tony. Why don't we try this one? This one is... Uh,
0: let's go pumpkin and apple chicken sausage. That's not real. There's no way you can put pumpkin in a sausage. Apple I get, but not pumpkin. That's, a, that's made up. That's either come out of your mind or the mind of AI.
1: Tony, I made that one up out of my own mind. I can't even blame AI for that one. That one, that one's mine. They do make an apple chicken sausage. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. Uh,
1: at Trader Joe's, but uh, they, they don't add pumpkin to it. I, I did that in my head. Uh, could you add pumpkin to a sausage? Absolutely, you could. If you can add apple to it, you could add pumpkin. Which but Should you it, do it?
0: No. Do you want to add something that no. starchy? No. <clears throat> All
1: right, let's do this one. Tony, this is... Um, Pumpkin Spice Candied Almonds.
0: That's got to be real. That That's real. Pumpkin Spice Candied Almonds. That just makes Tony's sense. Tony's convinced
1: this is real. Tony's uh, right that it makes sense, but he's wrong that it's real. Uh, shockingly. Fuck's sake. I made this one up. Tony, Pumpkin Spice Candied Almonds out of my, uh, my own noggin. You know, Trader Joe's, uh, will they'll go all, all other ways on you. Um, they uh, they they'll make the they make some of the most predictable stuff. So pumpkin spice cold brew, uh, pumpkin spice, uh, whatever pumpkin candies spice pretzels. Spice. Yep. Oh yeah, we we bought some uh, of pumpkin pie spice. Don't worry, that was in my car. I was emptying the card on Monday, and I'm like, what the fuck is it? Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, I did I did actually take out the pumpkin spice pretzels. They're really good though. <laughs> I did like them. Um they had like a they were like a chocolate covered pretzel but like with white chocolate and some cinnamon and shit and it. it was good. Um All right, so those are fake shockingly. Um I agree that is weird. They do a they, Tony they do a coconut candy almond though. Really good. It's a really tasty one. Let's do this one. Uh, this one is pumpkin tortilla chips.
0: Pumpkin, so okay. Obviously, it's pumpkin flavor. Um, I'm I'm confused by this one. I don't understand how it works. Like it's kind of like the twisty cinnamon thing. I don't understand how they work, but for whatever reason, they're real. These have to be fake. These have to be fake. They are fake. Let's go with not real as in fake.
1: Tony, pumpkin tortilla chips are real.
0: For fuck's uh, you sake.
1: can get pumpkin tortilla chips at Trader Joe's. Let's look for a review of these actually. Um This is from man, October thirteenth, twenty fifteen. This is an old review. Uh, I can't deny these are good tortilla chips, um, we, but Sonia and I have a small problem with them. This is on, like, the oldest food review blog in history. Uh, we don't know how they want to be eaten. How, does a chi- how can a chip want to be eaten? That's interesting. On one hand, they're salty and savory with pumpkin seeds and corn flour. The back of the bag says to dip them in any salsa or even a yogurt-based dip. The problem with that is that there's nutmeg and cinnamon on these chips. How often are you craving Greek yogurt, kale, cinnamon, and nutmeg all at once? I don't know. Maybe there's a type of yogurt dip they're thinking of that's just escaping me right now. Um, so it is a nutmeg and cinnamon covered tortilla chip.
0: I mm. I heard the um, the best pronunciation of couscous this week. What's that? Um, you don't know whether you've ever seen um, Good Mythical Morning, but one of the dudes off there was getting his father, who's southern, to pronounce different words. And the word couscous came up, and he pronounced it cousous.
1: Cousous. That's pretty good. (laughs) I like that one. Uh, All right. Here's another one, Tony. This is the pumpkin spice cream liqueur.
0: That's got to be real. Gotta be real.
1: Tony's going he's going real on that one, and he's right. That that one's real. Pumpkin spice cream liqueur at Trader Joe's is real. They're making it themselves. It's like a Bailey's. Yeah. Um
0: That's what I thought.
1: Yeah, it's like a Bailey's. Only twenty five proof. This is nice for serving over ice, sipping straight up or adding to an after dinner cup of pumpkin spice coffee for a spiked pumpkin spice latte. Um won't be buying any of this. Um, too sweet for old Griff here on this. Moving on. So Tony gets that one right. He gets the green highlight on that one. Very cool. And the next one I have for him is the spicy pumpkin and black bean burrito.
0: Hmm. Mm, that can't be real. That can't be real. No, that's fake. Uh that's fake.
1: Tony, uh, if, if I were judging you on uh, recipes, uh, this would be, uh, you'd be wrong. But sadly, uh, as an item at Trader Joe's, it is actually fake. I made it up. This is not an item you can get at Trader Joe's. But you can go to closet cooking, um, which I don't know what is implied there. Uh, pumpkin and black bean burritos, uh, five minutes of prep. 20 minutes cook time, uh, and you can make your own. Um, this is sort of—it's a little bit goopy for me. You're mashing the beans, and you're stirring in pumpkin puree. See, kind of a goopy burrito you got going here. I, I try to—I might keep those beans solid, so they're like whole, so I get a little bit of like texture in there. Um, but yeah, you got a—you got a cheesy, pumpkiny, spicy Gross. Uh, Burrito here, a little, little, little bit of a slopper, we got here. I don't care that for it, but you get pass, that right, Tony. Pass. You got, you've actually got three right and two wrong.
0: Oh shit! A, yeah, I didn't think I was about five hundred. Okay, there
1: you go. You're doing all right. All right no, sorry, three right and three wrong. I, I missed five hundred. Three, and, oh, you're three good. and three. That's okay. I'll type that. Next up, I got for it is the pumpkin body butter.
0: That's legit. That's too legit to quit. I could imagine the dudes thinking this is the perfect gift for the ladies. They like a body butter. And it's just like, yeah, generic, like cinnamon smelling body butter. This is legit.
1: No, you're right, this is legit. It's a, but it's actually more legit than you even think. There is no cinnamon or any shit in this. Oh, it does say its scent is reminiscent of pumpkin pie, but yes. it is actually it's actually made with pumpkin seed oil. There is a pumpkin component to it at least. It's not just a pumpkin spice. Um, it's luxurious body butter made with coconut oil, shea butter, and pumpkin seed oil.
0: Would you would you say to quote MC Hammer?
1: It's too legit to quit. Is this too legit to? I I have not explored the um, application of pumpkin body butter. Um, but maybe I you know.
0: You know what I'm gonna do when I get off this podcast. I'm gonna <laughs> go back and listen to MC Hammer. I was say I apply say some you were gonna... body butter as I listen to MC yeah. Hammer. <laughs>
1: I might get some of this. I think it, I might try it out uh, either on my dick or in my hair. <laughs> I might have going full wooden spoon there. Possibilities, <laughs> in either either application, really. I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right. Uh, so you got that one. Tony's on a roll. Next one up is a uh, yellow
0: pumpkin curry. That's very fucking generic. Do I get it? Pumpkin curry. This is fake. What do you think? Oh no, it's too generic to be fake. It's real, yeah, because it's so generic. You you would add more specificity to your answer. You're not that lazy,
1: <laughs> Tony. I'm that lazy. That is fake. Um, unfortunately, this this is Son of a I, bitch. I made the reason I did that because this actually sounds like something I would eat. So, um, I would eat pumpkin curry. Yeah, like. Just, I mean, pumpkin is a popular ingredient in the global south. Now, um, so an Indian curry with some pumpkin in it sounds yummy. It's good.
0: Yeah, but the thing is like, an Indian curry, I need like, is it a vegetable curry? Is it like a chicken curry? Yeah, I think
1: it would be a vegetable curry with just pumpkin in it. That would be my guess. You'd get some naan. You Actually, know, you'd, you have some chunks of pumpkin in there. Be you've good. got a
0: web browser open. Uh, go into Chat GPT and ask for a description of just pumpkin curry and see what comes up. I want, want to well, see. I what, just looked up, re- I mean, there's a bunch of recipes yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. I don't, it, I don't want uh, the real legit thing. I want to see what AI thinks uh, it is.
1: Tell me what yellow pumpkin curry is. it's thinking Uh, thinking, tony it's doing it's 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 good content Uh, it's a delicious and aromatic thai or south asian dish that features pumpkin as its main ingredient to vegetarian or vegan curry known for its flavorful uh a combination of spices and herbs which makes sense it's got pumpkin coconut milk yellow curry paste seasoning herbs sounds great give me a recipe Yes. I'd eat this all day.
0: Did you get a recipe off Chet GPT? I wonder what the recipe would Yeah, spit would out be. a
1: recipe for me. Eat oil, uh, add chunks of pumpkin and other vegetables, stirring them in the, in the curry paste uh, for a few minutes. You want to get a little color on that. Uh, pour in the coconut milk, bring the mixture to a simmer, cook till the vegetables are tender, uh, splash in some fish sauce, and, and maybe a little, I don't think you'll need, maybe you'd need a little sugar. This might be a little bit um, heavy. Um, to taste and then adjust the level of spiciness by adding more or less curry paste. There's some Thai basil and cilantro <laughs> into the curry for added flavor. Yummy.
0: See, so there's where you can tell it's a chat GPT recipe. You don't adjust your spice level at the end because uh, you're cooking out the curry paste in the initial step. Yeah, that's you're true. You're right, a, yeah. A, a, yeah
1: probably fair like. enough. But anyways, I would eat this. Uh, next up, Tony, we only got two left. The next one I have for you is chocolate mousse pumpkins. So, yeah, chocolate mousse pumpkins.
0: So this, I I fundamentally don't understand what it is. Is this chocolate mousse presented in a pumpkin? Is this mousse that is flavoured as pumpkin? Is this chocolate mousse flavoured with pumpkin spice? I'm thoroughly confused, actually, to what this product is. So, therefore, I'm going to say it's real. (laughs)
1: You're right, Tony. It is real. Uh, very good. Uh, that gets you to the five mark. You are you are with one left. You uh, are five up and four down. Uh, chocolate mousse pumpkins. Uh, these are velvety chocolate cakes layered with silky mousse. They actually do not have any pumpkin flavor. They are just pumpkin in appearance. They look... <laughs> That orange thing. Of a, up there of a pumpkin look
0: it was one thing um, i didn't actually like put on my list
1: but uh, yeah this is just a it's a little you know it's like a little um like a cake and a and some um chocolate mousse uh, covered in candy fucking chocolatey no no it's like a colored chocolate and looks like a pumpkin whatever all right last one Tony, this is pumpkin spice mold red wine.
0: That's gotta be real. I could imagine that being a thing.
1: Pumpkin spice mold red now, wine. Tony says it's real.
0: Just hold on a second. Do they sell this at Trader Joe's Or is this something you ghetto at home? That's the thing I've got to think about. I think it's I think you would it's have both. To, he's
1: both. You think this is something yep. Yeah, Alright, that you could you could make any mold red wine at home, yeah. But you could also buy it, uh, because I know you can at the Chris Kindle Market. So Tony says it's real. Tony, you're only going to break even this week, because that is fake. I did make that one up. Um, Trader Joe's, while having a number of bizarre pumpkin things, uh, does not actually have any pumpkin wine. Despite having a tremendous wine selection, I was actually surprised they did not have a... uh, uh, pumpkin spiced wine, but um, I'm, I did want to bring up this recipe. This is actually with white wine. Um, this is uh, a uh, a harvest inspired recipe for pumpkin spice mold wine. Tony, you might want to get your pen and paper out and see if you want to do this Switch together. It, it was an easy to make recipe with. Uh, Chardonnay from the Paso Robles region. Of course. You
0: you can't use um, any other type of wine. Gotcha. Nope.
1: Nope. Not for heating up. So essentially what you do here, um, uh, there are so many ads on these blogs, dude. It's wild. (laughs) Uh, You combine Chardonnay, uh, a Chardonnay pumpkin butter. You know what pumpkin butter is, Tony? It's like apple. It's like apple. apple butter. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, Pumpkin butter, brandy, and honey in a deep saucepan. Whisk well so everything dissolves. And you add some sliced orange and whole spices. So they're adding like star anise and maybe some clove or something in there. Maybe cinnamon stick. Uh, you cook it over medium-low heat for about 15 minutes. Um, now, you don't want to boil it because you're going to cook the alcohol out. But there you go. You got pumpkin spiced shard uh, there for you. Gross. um make sure yeah. make sure you cook some i'm um, good luck finding pumpkin butter in australia that'd be kind of funny. Yeah. um
0: it's something that you, you just go. isn't a thing here is the mulled wine we we're just not cold enough and especially because it's a seasonal thing like around christmas halloween type just not a thing we we tend to have here in australia
1: yeah no you don't um I, I don't know. Some of the, a lot of this stuff is kind of useless. Mold wine is probably something that, even here, you'd probably see more. That I mean, at least we have like a forty-eight degree day sometimes. Like probably not something you run into too much. Tony, that's the show. That's the game. That's everything. Why don't you tell people how they can find us?
0: They can find us in a variety of places. We're checking in at beers on Untapped. I'm St. Moz on Untapped. That man across from me drinking. What were you drinking tonight? What was you? Go to Beverage. There's
1: is the Nectaron of the Gods IPA from Carl Strauss Strauss. and Pizza Port. Nice. Pizza Port also involved in this.
0: If you want to uh, give Griff um, some beer money, you can do that at ko-fi.com forward slash beer engine podcast. You can send us an email the old-fashioned way, beerengineshow at gmail.com, or follow us on the gram, which is our main social media of choice. It is at beer engine pod. Now, been doing some research. I'm gonna set a number. I'm going to say we'll set the number at 135 and a half. How many times do you think MC Hammer used the word pray in the song pray off? Please, Hammer, don't hurt him. Wow. 135 and a half is where I've set the line.
1: It's crazy to think of, some, how long is that song? Couldn't be more than five and some minutes, right?
0: Five and change, five and 11 minutes, according to Wikipedia.
1: So then if, he, if we're saying 135 times he says it, that would be about uh, twenty and 25 times a minute? Yep. Under.
0: It's over. It's 147 times. Gosh.
1: I should have known just the fact that you wanted to prove a funny point, but <laughs> damn, that is a lot of times. That's
0: <laughs> that is a wild. lot. I like that's, that song too. You got. Yeah, to that's almost thirty. To that's it. thirty
1: times a minute.
0: I say we pray. Pray. Now I say it. Excellent. Because that's basically the whole song was. That repeated over and over again. It uses two different samples. It uses Faith No More and and Prince. I knew it used Prince um, when doves cry, but there you go.
1: There you go. All right, gang, we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.